Welcome back to Slightly Spiritual. We are once again joined by Marissa Lawton of Rooted Feminine, this time to explore the difference between rooting and grounding in your spiritual journey. Let's jump right back in. But I wanted to also touch on, because it intrigued me, because I've always heard these terms used almost interchangeably, um, the difference between grounding and rooting on your spiritual path. Yeah. So would you mind like defining those a little bit for me? For sure. So grounding is something that you're going to hear all the time in the spiritual space of like, go like get grounded, which is excellent, right? There's things in our lives that are going to trigger us or give us a nervous system reaction where we're anxious or we're pissed or whatever. Right. So we go from kind of a homeostasis, um, even balance, like not balanced, but like relaxed nervous system and something happens. So we're spiked in some way. And that can show up as, like I said, all different kinds of emotions, sad, mad, angry, anxious, whatever. Grounding is a great tool for returning to a relaxed nervous system, right? So it's kind of like a time-bound practice. And there's so many tools for this. Um, you can do like root chakra visualizations. You can do root chakra music. Um, if you're not into the chakra system, you could do like crystals, um, smoky quartz or darker colored crystals are great for grounding. So whatever your tools are that fit your practice, you can use grounding. But the, the fact is that it's like kind of a time bound practice. That's almost like a reaction to your trigger, or it's a, um, something that you can employ or deploy in the moment to return to your homeostasis, to return to your relaxed nervous system. Rooted, being rooted is more of like a lifestyle or a way of living. And the way that I describe this is when a plant has deep roots, it does two things. The roots like keep it in place. So if the wind is blowing or whatever, like that plant can bend almost over double. And then when the wind stops blowing can return back because the roots are strong and deep. So it's a strength. But also when we see like the top of a plant, like a tree, we see everything up here, but what mm -hmm. also is happening below that root system is as big as the tree above, right? That's the only way it can stand up. So you're not only like trusting yourself and, and having a source of strength, you're taking up space, right? Mm -hmm. Which is something that we've kind of alluded to that women have not had a lot of permission to do under this patriarchal system. So getting rooted is about kind of establishing that source of trust in yourself, sourcing your power, a lifestyle, whereas grounded is like an, an immediate practice. So if that makes sense, how they're different. It absolutely does. So would you say like the first step to being rooted is becoming grounded or doing things, I guess, to ground yourself? Probably like knowing some of like the seven steps that we were talking about, a lot of those are grounding, like rewilding, grounding into what you want, what you don't want, what you believe in, what you don't believe in. Right. So it's like, there's a practice of that. So, so there's something that Cindy said that I thought was really cool. When you can, you could sit down and you could say, um, take birth control or food or whatever, and you could journal on all seven steps and do that in an hour, half an hour, whatever, that would be like a grounding exercise, living those embodying those going to the grocery store and buying the different food, right. Mm -hmm. Or whatever that would be rooted because it's, it's the lifestyle. It's the living mm -hmm. in 
So one's a practice, like an immediate thing you can do. And the other is like the embodiment of. Yeah. Um, I like that. And I feel like I relate to that on a level of like, so this is my first spring and summer that I'm well enough to garden and I love gardening. Mm -hmm. Um, And probably like you, I eat, you know, organic, like mostly gluten-free, dairy-free. Like I'm very careful about where I get my food from, things of that nature. And this summer I was really dedicated to like trying to either grow most of my like vegetables myself, or I've pretty much been buying it all exclusively from like farms, farmers markets, like down to my meat and cheese, you know, so on and so forth. But I've noticed that, so I've been gardening since I live in Nashville. So it's Mm -hmm. warm, probably like Arizona, almost year round. Um, I started gardening in February when it went into the seventies and never left. And, um, I've pretty much consistently, like every morning, the first thing I get up and I do is I go and I work in my garden. And I was just telling my husband, I feel so much calmer. I feel so much less stressed during the day. I feel like I don't have as much anxiety. Um, and I don't start the day anymore. Like, oh my God, what do I have on my list? What do I have to get done? You know, so on and so forth. But I feel like that has become unintentionally almost like a part of my grounding routine every day. But then I guess like the rooting in that would be, I do it every morning. It's the first thing I do, no matter how busy I am, I know it's going to help me throughout the day. And number two, like eating that good food, like nourishing my body, it's helping me take up space in the way that I need to. So as you were talking about it, I was like, Oh, I, I understand it. Like I get it. You know, I love that. I remember the first like sweet potato pie that I made that came from sweet potatoes from my own garden. And it was like, it was a spiritual experience. It was like, Oh my God. Like I, and it's so funny because like our ancestors, you know, our great grandparents or maybe one generation back from that, depending on, you know, where you live and stuff like that, like that's was normal. (laughs) They're like, you're getting excited about cooking the food you grew. But I think that's a good example because from gardening, I used to plant seeds and then like something would grow and I'd be like, oh, cool. I have like oregano or whatever. And I'd maybe use it in like one recipe, but I wouldn't maintain the garden. Like I wouldn't pour into, which this Mm -hmm. would be probably, um, there's a couple feminine archetypes that are coming up here, creatrix. So if you're designing the garden, if you're like, Oh, what do I plant next to what da, 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 that would be like creatrix coming through. And then mother would also definitely be coming through because you have to tend that garden. Like you're talking about, you get out there every day, you're p- picking the weeds, you're checking if there's bugs, you're like harvesting what needs to be picked at that moment. Like, so your mother archetype is also coming online. Um, so the rooted is like being rooted is like walking your talk right? A lot of us and me included have like, I've had these values for a long time, but I haven't lived them. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I believe in crystals. I believe in tarot cards or whatever, yeah. but like now I actually do readings or I pull a card every day. Like I actually walk my talk, I actually live it. And so that would be this being rooted in it. Mm. that's been coming up a lot in readings lately is spirit will say like, 
pay attention to people who talk the talk, but don't walk the walk. And then they look at me and they're yeah. like, we're talking about you or like the client in front of me. And I'm like, Oh, I think it's a little tough love message for you. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I love the way you're putting it too, is not just like the typical, like, Oh, someone might be talking about you behind your back or whatever, but it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, no, you keep saying you're going to do something, but then like, it's actually time to go do it. Or you keep mm-hmm. saying you're going to start eating healthier, but like, it's actually time to go like, you know, buy a cookbook, even just buying a cookbook. That's like healthier recipes, yeah. or I don't know, like something to kind of yeah. get you on that path to get excited about it or take a cooking class or whatever it is, you know, like something in, because a lot of people, like when I think of alley gardening, I'm like, I wouldn't even know where to begin, but I'm sure there's like a class I could take, or I could go to a mm-hmm. local farm or like, you know, maybe you don't have the time or the energy or the, or the space. Cause I literally don't have any outdoor space where I live um, to do it, but can you take a class? Can you go volunteer somewhere? Or can you, you know, I don't know go to a Mm -hmm. farm, like an actual farm or whatever. Um, so even if you can't physically start doing these things right now, cause a lot of people live in cities and blah, 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 you know, getting just educated, I think is another good way to start that like curiosity, get the wheels turning. So when you do, when you are ready for it, you have all the tools or you have the things or you feel more empowered when the time does come. Um, and so uh, my, my follow-up question to that would be, where do you feel that? Is that all living in your head or do you feel that from your heart or do you feel that in your gut? Mm -hmm. Those would be signs. Like if it's all up here, that's awesome. It's not a bad thing, but that would be your masculine, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're like, my heart is telling me that this is my next step Mm -hmm. or my gut, I, I know without a doubt, this is my next step or whatever. Even if you can't act on it, um, like you don't have the space or whatever, like, where's the energy speaking to you from? And that Mm -hmm. would tell you which path you're on. If you're on like a feminine path or a masculine path. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. Cool. There's lots of ways. And then again, right. The whole, the goal overall is integration between those two, right? I'll, you'll hear me say a a ton of times out of your head and into your body, out of your head and into your body, because so many people don't even have their feminine online at all, but the ultimate goal would be head and body at the same time, right? That integration, but it, Sometimes like the pendulum has to swing all the way right. one way mm-hmm. before it can settle in the middle. And as a society, we've just been living with the pendulum so far over here and in, in the masculine mm-hmm. predominant for so long that yeah. it's mm-hmm. like some of us have to bring the feminine all the way online first before we can kind of find that integration that we were talking about. Yeah. Very true. That makes sense. Um, is there anything else, I guess, in the space or sphere of like rooting and grounding that you feel is important to getting like started on that journey? Um, yeah, you know, I think like, again, having a regular practice is one of the things that's going to be the most helpful. And if you're not sure where to start and, but you know, you want to bring more feminine on start with a cycle. It can be, uh, like I said, the four seasons and, and nature and gardening and like these things that we've talked about very earthy. Um, but it also can be celestial. Like a lot of people are drawn to the astrology cycles, the moon cycles, anything that does not have a start and stop, but always repeats like the moon mm-hmm. phases or the seasons or whatever. That is the first place I would start exploring because then, you know, you're on the feminine path. Love it. Um, the other point I just wanted to make here as we were talking through all of this and going back to what Cindy was saying, where like, if you're interested in gardening, growing your own food, whatever it is, but like, maybe you can't do that right now, like getting a book or like mm-hmm. something of that nature. I, I think also as a society, and I'm guessing this is patriarchal and probably toxic masculine energy, but yeah. 
I feel like we have this like all or nothing mentality. Like we're going to go 100% in, we're going to do it perfectly or we're not going to do it. And we're going to like live, eat and breathe it. Right. Which isn't always realistic. Right. Um, And I feel like sometimes it's backwalking it and saying, okay, I'm interested in this. This brings me joy. This lights up, you know, my heart chakra. How can I start to intertwine this into my life and being okay with like, it's not going to go perfectly every day, or you might not do it every day because you have kids and a life and work and whatever. Um, But I just, I wanted to like call that out. 100%. When you start this journey, only rewild one thing. (laughs) Don't say I'm going to do food and this and that, and like try and rewild 25 things, right? That's why it's a cycle and it repeats (laughs) because there's always going to be time for you to rewild something else. If you so choose, you may get to the point where you're like, it's, it's okay to quote unquote plateau, right? Like live it, embody it for a while. Like there's no reason for you to move from step one to step two to step, you know, mm-hmm. all the way to step seven and then start another rewilding. Like that should be a lengthy process, right? Mm-hmm. Evolution. You know, another cycle we can look at is the, the butterfly cycle, right? Mm-hmm. We have a caterpillar enters a cocoon, turns to goo, like completely dissolves, and then emerges like that, that process takes weeks for, for the caterpillar. But like, if we look at our lives in comparison, mm-hmm. there's things like that, like a rebirth can take months or years. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what you're really doing is you're consciously rebirthing because you're going to rebirth or not. You're going to, you're going to change or you're, I don't want to say or not, you're going to mm-hmm. rebirth or evolve whether you're conscious of it or not. Right. So why not take, like, empower yourself in that? Why not reclaim your rebirth and go through the cycle? Yeah. There's going to be shitty parts. Yeah. <laughs> like being that a goo sure. inside of a cocoon is probably not fun. Right. <laughs> so there's, there's going to be parts that aren't great, but what if you were present for it? And what if you were conscious mm-hmm. of it? And what, what if you were intentional through all of it? Mm-hmm. I love that. That was a beautiful way to say it. Yeah. Um, all right. Is there anything else, I guess, that we want to add to this conversation or anything that you feel like we missed? I think that that's good. Like I love ending on the idea of reclaiming your rebirth and like empowering yourself through a rebirth and, and being in consciousness, conscious and intentional about it. I agree. I think that's beautiful. It's a beautiful note to end on. Marissa, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, I feel like I learned 5 million things and we'll definitely have to have you back for some future conversations. Anytime. I'm I'm down for any kind of collaborations or anything, even if we want to just do lives together or anything, I'm down for all of it. Yes, absolutely. So for all of our listeners today, thank you so much for being with us and um, taking up space in the universe with us. We appreciate it. If you would like to take the Rooted course, you can go to rootedfeminine.com and the quiz is there. If you take it, let Cindy and I know what you end up getting. Um, And we will see you next time, guys. Bye.